Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It is something that some of us don't understand. That's why I'm seeking further clarification from you. Let me start clarifying. I am not saying that he was not due for promotion or he was not competent to be promoted. I said he was promoted because his party was in power because some of us who were seen as not members of the party were not promoted for almost nine years. Commissioner, are promotions based on party affiliation within the police service? Mr. Chairman, it is not supposed to be. And when some people are there, it is not so. As we speak, it is not so. But at a point in time, it was so. That's why some of us stayed there nine good years. Some time ago, what period was that when promotions were based on political party affiliation in the police service? Yes, please. That was the period from 2000 to 
2008 to 2016. 2008 to 2016? Yes. Right. Yesterday, you recall, I gave you an example and asked you to give me a response. I asked whether you knew General Obi Akwa, who was Army Commander or Chief of Army Staff in 2016. And what was your response to that question yesterday? The Chairman, I'm sorry, General Obi Akwa is not and was not a policeman. Yes. The, the armed forces is a, a sister security institution. Oh, vice, vice, So vice, I asked, vice, Sam, vice. this is a legitimate question. I asked this man this same question, and he gave me a certain answer. When I followed up, he, he, his response was wrong, and it was deliberate. So this is a legitimate, legitimate question. You see, he sat here and confirmed that between 2008 and 2016, Promotions were based on party affiliation. So let us squeeze him on this. That, that is his view. No, but his view no, must listen, be tested. Listen, 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 listen. Chairman, with the greatest of respect. No, no. I, 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 I don't like the way I, I, you interrupt me whenever I take the floor. This is a very important part of his testimony. But he has answered. You see, your follow-up is even bringing in what I want to call extra matters of the military. Which no. we are not going into. No, they are analogous. And so, in order to test his credibility, who okay. says I can't talk about analogous issues? Okay, so, so um, Commissioner, there are some analogous matters that you should address so that uh, yes. we move on. Yes. So, so Vice, yes. continue. Obiakwa was Army, Chief of Army Staff from 20. No. By 2016, he was chief of army staff. Do you agree? Of this country, you're a senior police officer, you should know that. Mr. Chairman, I don't know. Right, now let me suggest to you that he was chief of army staff, or what they call army commander under President Mahama, and then became chief of the defense staff under President Akufado. So your attempt to make the statement that appointments are based on party affiliations is not correct. Mr. Chairman, what happens in the police is different from what happens in the military. And chief of army staff is not a promotion, it's a position. And that is different from promotion. Get it right. That is a position yes. and not a promotion. So you can't compare what I'm saying to what you are saying. They are totally different matters. And the police and the military are different institutions. We are talking about promotions and appointments. In the police service, not everywhere, Mr. Chairman. Let's find out whether Vice is satisfied. Let's be accused of. I mean, uh, please, please, please. If you got a referee like me anywhere, the match 
will be good. So don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm moderating things. You don't know what I'm going through here myself. I'm a moderator. You see. Stop me writing. Oh, please, please, please. As your vice chairman, I get the impression that you are questioning my sense of fairness. No, chairman. I'm trying to moderate you, so that if you are not careful, um, it could be something else. That's what I'm trying to do. No, no, I prompted him severally, but he defies me, you know. And I'm a, I'm a one of these days. If I sit here, you allow a witness to make such a conclusive statement. Between 2008 2016, promotions were based on politics. That is his view. You see why I wanted that? Please, please, please. A man can state his view. Do you think such a view hasn't got security ramifications? Yes, we evaluate it. That his view was wrong when we are writing our, our, our paper. He's not supposed to tell us what is the reality. No, if, if his reality is wrong, we leave him to his errors. But we will sit here and say that it is wrong. So, what are you going to say? We are not going to swallow hook lines and all that he says here. Because he said it, that we as a committee will just produce. It's not like that. The public is listening. As for this the public. So, no, no. We represent the public. Some information, when it's spewed out and you don't correct it, it poisons the public atmosphere. And so when, when a witness makes a statement like that, you know he must be subjected to the proper test. Yes. The public is zening. They are listening. You see, the public, some of them are even knowledgeable than us. So it's not, I'm not going to pander to any public, but what I'm going to tell you is that if a man gives an opinion, that is his opinion. He might be palpably wrong. He's wearing a different lenses from mine. And he's in the service. He thinks that promotions could be political. What we are interrogating the matter, was it that and see whether what he's saying is the truth or not. But the more you say that, um, an answer is not palatable to you. You repeat the same thing. No. That is what he's doing. You are not seeing that. It related to a factual situation. He sat here. He yes. sat here and told the whole country yes. that I was wrong. But, but, but the analogy I presented was factual. Well, it, no, not that and you. that defeats the position he has taken. He disagreed with you. That's all no, you but so, but we so, show, so, so we can't tolerate those kinds of, uh, I mean, prevarications. When it suits him, then he says one thing. When it doesn't suit him, no, no, no. We must correct him. Okay. So Obi Akwa was chief of defense staff. Everybody knew when he was chief of army staff. Everybody knew. No, I didn't know. And we knew under which political dispensation. Ch I didn't know. I'm hearing it for the first time. Greatest of respect. Yes. I, I think um, we are. Taking the win out of the sales of uh, Honorable Boku. Yes. Um, Obi Akwa became, for the record, yes. became chief of army staff when Boku uh, say was sacked. So let's also have it on record. Was he sacked? Uh, re removed. Was he <laughs> removed? Was he sacked? Sacked? He didn't go to retirement. Check. Vice. <laughs> Vice, we'll come back to you. Please conclude. Please conclude so that. Uh, uh, we'll be able to come to the end of the matter. Okay. Let's conclude. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, 
between 2017 and 2019, were you promoted? 2017 and 2019, were you promoted? Yes, I was. Were you promoted? Yes. From which level to where? I mean, from what level to which level? Rank, I mean ranks. 2017 and 2019. Yeah, I was promoted from assistant commissioner to deputy commissioner, then from deputy commissioner to commissioner. Is it normal with the service that within two years somebody is giving these kinds of promotions? Is it yes, normal? It is very normal. And it's not because you're Especially you're when the person has spent nine years in one rank, when his genius has become commissioners, and he was still an assistant commissioner. Okay. Now, page 17. Page 17. Counting from top. One, two, three, speaker two. Mike off. Page counting from top. One, two, three, speaker two. For this ascent of elections, it is very critical. We need whatever we need to do to win. We have to do. We have to do it and win. Yes. This is a statement that you have confirmed as your statement. Is that correct? Yes. So when you said we need to win, whatever we need to do to win, we have to do. Were you referring to the MPP as a party? Yes. So as an officer, you wanted your party to do everything possible to win. Is that the case? I've said it already. And okay. that was a conversation, private conversation, between me and a senior party member. Okay. And then, last but one, speaker two, on the same page. We should have selected some of our own people to go there so that we work with the party. This is a statement you have confirmed as yours. We should have selected some of our own people to go there so that we work with the party. They go over there, then they know how to do things. Is that correct? That is correct. So you wanted your party, the MPP, to select police officers who are, are, are perceived to be your members to go and make sure you win the ascent of violence. Is that not the case? No. I wanted them to select people they trust who will go there and will not go and cause any confusion and will make sure that whoever wins, wins. But Some not to of go our and own destroy your, uh, 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 your, your strongholds. So when you say some of our own people, well, some, I know you were referring to some policemen. And so we are talking about some of our own people. So in the police service, do we have policemen belonging to the MPP and another group belonging to the NDC? Let us understand the issues clearly. Mr. Chairman, I will not be a hypocrite. Yes. We have it. And we have some of our people who resigned within two weeks and they went and contested for MPs. When they were supposed to have had card member, we've been card bearing members for five years. But they resigned within two weeks, they were contesting. I'm not a hypocrite. 
I'll speak the truth. Yes. So, so as you speak, our our police service is divided along political lines. That's the impression I'm getting, and I believe a lot of people watching are getting the same impression. Is that the case? That we have MPP group in the service, Please. and then we have NDC group. With the greatest of respect, let's have in camera with this. This is okay. This is as you speak now, the Ghana police service is divided along party lines. That's a very explosive thing. Yeah, so please, in good time, we can have him in camera. We will, we will glean meaning and understanding from him quietly. He might call whoever matters, and it will become part of our recommendations. Um, you want to go, sir? Chairman, uh, I was having a discussion with um, Honorable Agaga on General Edusen, Buku Edusen. Yes. He was prematurely retired. Okay. Yes. He was supposed to 65, but he left before the time, and Aqua was made to act in his stead, and he's confirmed that. So he wasn't, uh, he was released for his time. He was dismissed. And I said no. It is used the word dismissal is strong because okay. dismissal okay. means okay. that you go yes. home without any benefits yes. whatsoever. So, I mean, he was released okay. before his time. That is fine. That is so, true. Yes, yes. So, I mean, okay. before his time, I can okay. speak fine. to that, but okay, fine. all so, I can say is that he was not dismissed. That is fine. That is fine. So now, advice. You have the floor. Thank you, sir. COP, you stated one of your charges against the IGP is that what he had been arresting party people. You said this. Yes, I said it. Now, which party people are those? I was speaking to Bukele Nabu, so I was referring to his party people. Which party? MPP. <laughs> now, can you confirm to this committee which party people who have been arrested? Mr. Chair, I never knew that I was going to be asked this question. But I can remember this one, that a third vice chairman of the new Patriotic Party was arrested. Why was he arrested and what is his name? Mr. 
the chairman, I don't know his name, or what I knew was the third vice chairman of the NPP. He was arrested for a traffic offense. Is that an arrestable offense? Yes, it is. So he was arrested because he jumped the red light or he committed a traffic offense and not because of his party affiliation. Is that correct? I actually don't know the offense he committed. If I tell you here that I knew the offense he committed, I will not be speaking the truth. Commissioner, I thought you just said he committed, he was arrested for a traffic offense. Yes, he was arrested for a traffic offense, but we have several traffic offenses. So I don't know the specific traffic offense he committed. But the information we had was that he was arrested for a traffic offense. But a specific one, I don't know, and I cannot sit here and lie. So you would agree with me that he was arrested not because of his party affiliation, but because he had committed a traffic offense. Such a, I don't think I said he was arrested because of his party affiliation. No. I'm not saying so. attributable to you. You complain to Buri Nabu that the IGP was arresting party people. Party people. Now I'm asking you when you indicated in what, an answer to my question that a second vice chairman was arrested. And I'm asking you whether he was arrested because he was second vice chairman or he was arrested as a normal citizen who committed a traffic offense. That's the question. Yes. And I've answered the question, Mr. Chairman. I've answered it. What's your answer? I said you were arrested for a traffic offense. That's what I said. Do you know or have you heard of the name Sosu, Honorable Sosu, <coughs> the MP for Medina? Have you heard the name before? Yes, I know of Honorable Sosu. I've heard the name. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC I'm prosecuted for a traffic offense. It was in the news. I served as his counsel. Did you hear that? Honorable Susu was not arrested. Honorable Susu was declared wanted because the police could not arrest him. He wrote to Parliament for him to report. He never reported. He was not arrested. That was in relation to a demonstration. My second question has to do with the commission of a traffic offense. And I'm asking you whether you are aware that Anobu Sosu, the NDC member of parliament for Medina, was arrested, charged, and prosecuted for a traffic offense. It was in the news. The chairman, I'm not aware. So that is for the records. And I served as his counsel. He was arrested, charged, prosecuted. Whilst, whilst Dr. Dampari was, was at post as the Inspector General of Police. These are facts, and I'm sharing with you he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Why say you are sharing with him? Has he told you he needs it? What is the meaning of this? Yeah, let me also put something on record. I was in a vehicle myself, my own vehicle, reading. All of a sudden, the police said, my driver should park, and he parked. They took me to um, um, the airport police station. And they said, I was not the one driving, so they won't charge me. They charged the driver. And, and they took him to um, uh, um, court. And um, we paid the fine. So it was all over. I thought the of Chibi, I was in the vehicle. <laughs> so, so, so you see, you see, Commissioner, nobody is above the law including you as commissioner. 
It is expected that when you commit a traffic offense, even as commissioner, you should be arrested. Is that not the case? The chairman, that's the case. Now, commissioner, you are very conversant with the police service regulations. As commissioner, you should be CI 76. Correct? Yes, Mr. Chairman. Now, you are aware that as a serving officer, a police officer, you are prohibited from allowing yourself to be embroiled in any form of political controversy. You know that? Those are prohibitions contained in the CI 76. You are a lawyer. Senior officer, you nearly became a GP, so you should know this. Mr. Chairman, I want your vice chairman to read that session that he is talking about. Major offenses, CI 76. Disciplinary offenses and uh, under 82. Major offenses, not minor, major. It is a major offense for an officer to A, assault a fellow police officer, B, use, and use without lawful authority any property or facilities of the service for a purpose, not in connection with official duties. C, engage in, in, in an activity outside official duties, which is likely to I, involve the officer in political controversy. My emphasis, yes. Yeah. So, involve the officer in political controversy. Then, if I take you back to the Parent Act, the Police Service Act 1970, Section 17D, in fact, what is contained in 82 Regulation 82, no, the CI, 82, 1CI, no, 1CI, is captured. Mm. Mm? Is captured in the same language in 17C. So it shall be misconduct. That is under 17C. It shall be misconduct for a police officer C to use no D, sorry, to engage in any activity outside his official duties which is likely to involve him in political controversy or lead to his taking improper advantage of his position in the police service. You are conversant with this position, aren't you? Mr. Chairman, I am. 
So, Commissioner, you know that when you engaged in conversations with Buri Nabu about election security and how the IGP's continuous uh, presence, or if you like, occupation of that office will not inure to the benefit of your party in the upcoming elections, you clearly engaged in acts not acceptable under your own regulations and, and laws. Political controversy yeah. is subject to interpretation. That is your interpretation. That is not mine. Now, officer, you know IGP appear to very well, don't you? Yes, I do. Do you recall that in his formative years as an officer, he served as an ADC to a vice president of this land? I do. I replaced him when he was promoted chief superintendent, and he said chief superintendent cannot be ADC to vice president. So I went and replaced him. Then, so I do. So you replaced him as ADC to which vice president? I replaced him as AD to call in Tencent. Aka. Okay. So rest in for, peace. For, amen. And for, for, for the records, no. No. <laughs> you want to convert here into a church or what? <laughs> Did you say amen? Yes. Yeah, he said he's so rest in peace. In fact, in fact, in fact, vice. You know, you're overly excited you now. Yeah. What's the matter? Oh. Oh. Because when you said amen, I thought you have just gone into the church. Yeah. <laughs> oh, call Vice President Takai is somebody I respected so well. And so when he passed, we were all sad. And the commissioner was his ADC. I'm sure he was touched when, you know, fond memories of him as his ADC. So when he said, may he so rest in peace, I, I, I'm very spiritual sometimes, you know, so, uh, okay. so that we can, we can right. rest in peace. That is fine. The Lord would uh, grant his soul. That is fine. Yes. Yes. So, now, Commissioner. Mr. Santia Pietu rose through the ladder, having served under successive governments and became IGP. Is that not correct? That is correct, Mr. Chairman. Now, 
talk about elections, elections, and how your party should fare, I want to ask you, in the course of your career, have you managed elections before? Yes, Mr. Chairman. Can you give me examples? Chairman, 2008, I was the regional operations commander in the Ashanti region. At the same time, the divisional commander for Malaysia, then the divisional commander for Konongo, and I managed the 2008 elections in the Ashanti region. <coughs> Where the elections managed your expectation. Yes, Mr. Chairman. To me. Yes. And at that time, your party lost. We are talking about 2008. Yes, 2008, Mr. Chairman. Your party lost. Which party are you referring to, Mr. Chairman? Oh, my brother. Chairman, <laughs> Chairman, sorry. It's on record. And he has not denied. Save for the attempt to insert, substitute UP for MPP. But he eventually stated that that was, those were just notes. So the record stands. And there is no denier. He hasn't. Now, Commissioner, which other election have you been involved in? Almost all elections that have taken place ever since I joined the police service I've been involved in. Were you involved in the Ayawasu West Wagon elections? Mr. So Chairman, I was not involved in the Ayawasu West Wagon elections. What was your designation at the time, if I may ask? I was the Director General in charge operations in the whole country. Or oh, at the headquarters? At the headquarters, yes. And yet you were not involved in the conduct of such an important election as Director General Operations. I thought the police were deployed in that election. I was part of the strategic thinkers but not operational men. It was the responsibility of the Greater Accra region to supervise that election, not headquarters. Did you appear before the Emil Short Commission of Inquiry? Yes, I did. You did? Yes, I did. Now, you see, when you are Director General Operations, 
you have universal jurisdiction in the country. Do you agree? Yes. So therefore, regardless of whichever region is tasked to supervise an elections, the Director General does not absolve himself of responsibility because you are the overall boss in terms of operations and you have universal jurisdiction. The Director General of Operations is in charge of the strategic planning of the operations. He is not in charge the down ground operational duties. In fact, you visited Ayawasu West Wagon after the election was mad with so many controversies, violence, and so on. You visited Ayawasu West Wagon and granted interviews extensively. And those videos are, I mean, the, the media landscape is awash with those videos. Do you agree? Yes, Mr. Chairman, I visited the Ayawaso election area after the incident and granted an interview. That is true. Were you satisfied with the output of the police in that election as Director General Operations? Mr. Chair, I was satisfied with what the police did at that time. Because eventually, you were able to finish the elections and the declaration were made and everything ended. Were you satisfied with the acts of violence that was perpetrated in the course of the conduct of the elections. Mr. Chair, the violence that occurred at Ayawaso was not for the elections. It did not happen because of the elections. It was a totally different matter. You know, as a result of the violence, the major opposition party withdrew from the election. You are aware, Commissioner? The chairman, that is what I heard, but I can't confirm. Nice, nice. I want to come in here. The tape mentioned matters pertaining to um, Asen North. Now, I've been listening to you for close to uh, 20 minutes, and there is a very big importation of uh, Ayahuasca matters and the rest of it. 
So I want to find out from you, how soon are you going to wind up on this Ayahuasca matter? Oh, Chairman, I, I, I wouldn't spend the whole day on Ayahuasca. I want to draw some linkages, establish that. <coughs> The violence uh, in there. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. You see, well, this is an officer who um, has stated clearly that if certain changes are not made, outcomes of elections will not be favorable for his party. He has been at the helm of affairs so far as elections the conduct of elections are concerned before. So I'm asking whether what he superintended over, whether at the strategic level or at the tactical level, whether he was happy with the outcomes. And then I'm going to establish some linkages. So I wouldn't keep long. Should I proceed? I was wondering where you were going with the matter, but if you say there are linkages, then let's have them quickly. Uh-huh. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Because of the fact that... Uh, we are about to... Oh, I, I'm not going to... Yeah, you know, I don't we, like... Uh, we have to wind up. A long winding, uh, you know, lines of questioning. I, I would... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not... I'm a senior at the bar, and I know... Oh, you should know by now. <laughs> I, I, I don't dispute your seniority. But I thought... But, but I, I mean, you know... I thought, I thought you were going to run right along and say about Ayawaso. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. But if you have repented, let's proceed. No, yes, yes, yes. yes. I've repented from that word. Yes, let's proceed. Yes, yes. Yes. Now, Commissioner, when you state clearly that if Alaji, whatever we need to do to get someone else to supervise these elections, we will need to do because as we speak, he's not good. He's not fine with. So, for election purposes, given your experience at Ayawas, what, what, what would you have done differently if you were IGP to ensure that your party is successful? From this context, Mr. Chairman, if you can be referred to the page on where this quotation appears. Page 
page 6. Idris, hmm, so hmm, Alaji, whatever we need to do to get somebody else to supervise these elections, we need to do because as we speak, this IGP is not good. He's not fine with the military officers. Your, your colleague here, hmm. sorry, your colleague here exhausted that area. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, Eric, no, he didn't draw linkages between Ayahuasca and what I'm seeking to do. Mm. Yes, I'm coming from a different tangent. Okay. Totally different. A COP understands that. He's a lawyer. Mm. Yes. The chairman, per the question and per what he read, I said he is not fine with the military officers. And I don't even think the audio. That's why I said the audio was audited. It didn't capture or I didn't did only mention the military officers. I said the military officers and all other security institutions. And election security is not only by the police. It is by the police and all other security institutions, including the military. And if you have an IGP who is not in correct relationship with all these security institutions, then supervising the elections is going to be difficult. Because you need all these security institutions to come and support the police. Because during the election day, the number of police stations, the number of centers that you have, the police numbers cannot. And you need all these sister security institutions to assist. So if they are not together, how do we do this? That was what I was telling Alaji. And as I already told, this, is, this was a private conversation. Yes. COP, you know, we are a former Director General of Operations at the National Headquarters. You know that for the purposes of the management of election security, we have the elections security task force. You are aware of the existence of the task force, aren't you? I'm very, very much aware. And which that, I've heard it before. Good. And that task on force on behalf of the IG. And that task force is made up of the IGPS chairman, members of the military command and the heads of the other security agencies. Is that correct? That is so. Now, has the military ever threatened to withdraw from that task force in view of, you know, what you would perceive as a bad blood between the IGP and the, the military? 
I never said so. Except half. They. I didn't say you do half. Sure. Half day. That hasn't happened. Yes. So you see, the system put in place, therefore, has not been faulted. If there's bad blood, it is at that level that the complaints would be made and they would draw out because there can't be coordination and collaboration. You agree with me? I don't. So, as former director operations, who superintended over Ayawaso elections, what would you have done differently to influence outcomes of elections for your party if you were the IGP? I've never been former director operations. I was a director general operations. Yes, in that capacity. I did not supervise the Ayawaso election. So supervised by the Kita Accra Regional Director of Operations. You said that the strategic level you were involved. That's what you said. As a thinking level. Yes, yes. Not operational level. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even in that capacity, what would you have done? No, no. What would you have done? In respect of which one? In respect of you which? You see, he's prevaricating. You see, you understood the question. No, what would I have, have done as director in general? Of which election? Uh, sorry, as former director general. Right? If you, because you were lobbying to become IGP, you said if they take him to elections, elections outcomes will not be favorable. So, if you had that position, what would you have done differently to influence the outcomes of the elections in your party's favor? I never said so. What I would have done was to be in good relationship with all the security institutions so that together we can all work together and make sure that the election is conducted peacefully and no party can do any mafioso work anywhere to subvert the wealth of the people. Yes, so I, I will. 
Yes. Is he COP? Beneath the statements you made in relation to President Mahama, right? That, that is um, beneath the CV, CV conversation, page, page 11 of Exhibit 1. After you had spoken about the CV, you come down. Then we have Alaji. He doesn't put it there. So now that he is an IGP and John Mahama is the presidential candidate for NDC, did they contact themselves? Then speaker, ah, but they are always talking. Then there's laughter. Speaker, but they are always talking. They are always talking. That's a large. Then you said again, ah, the man knows that when President Mahama comes, he will maintain him. Please, do you still still stand by these words? Yes, I said it. I said it. So the IGP is always talking to President Mahama. You know that for a fact? That is from my intelligence. This is a fact-finding committee. You want to share with us? Mr. Chair? No. You don't want to share your intelligence with us? No. The man knows that when President Mahama comes, he will maintain him. Alaji, he will maintain him as an IGP. He is fooling himself. It won't work. Then, Speaker, he knows. <laughs> Do you think? You see, COP, I am suggesting to you that you lied when you told Nabu, that the, yes, that the IGP is always talking to President Mahama. That was a figment of your own imagination. You have no evidence whatsoever. In fact, you have no intelligence whatsoever. This is your own concoction. You don't have any intelligence. You don't have any evidence. You said these things to Buri Nabu just because you wanted to be a GP. Mr. Chairman, um, there's a portion of the question which we have some difficulties with. What the Vice Chairman is saying is that he's suggesting to the witness that he lied under oath. We think that is a bit far-reaching. The statement that was made was that we were suggesting to him that he lied when he said so. You may disagree with him. You, you want the question to be phrased so that he can answer it properly. But how do I rephrase it? I'm putting something to him. If it is correct, he will simply say it's not correct. 
Is it because I use the word lie? That is so. So if I were to say, but I use the earlier word, prevarication, what's the difference? I'm putting something to him that that, that, that statement is not factual. It is not. It is for him to agree or disagree. You, you, you won't be found wanting for perjury. I mean, we would take into account several other factors. Yes, you see. To determine is it counsel, counsel. I'm putting something to him, right to him. One something is not factual. It's a different issue altogether. But when you say somebody is lying, you understand? Then he's trying to peddle deliberate falsehood. So when you don't know a fact, it doesn't make you a liar. So that, that's the difference my colleague is trying to show. But you can always repackage it, repackage it so that it will achieve the same decency. You know? yeah. Yes. Rephrase. But, but the whole point of the matter is that he has no evidence. So let me, let me put it this way. So I would draw the first. Uh, council is not very happy about uh, how the question was couched. Commissioner, I'm suggesting to you that as we sit here, you have no evidence to show that this IGP is constantly talking to President Mahama. You have no such evidence. Mr. Chair, my intelligence shows that He does it. Once you are drifting in that realm, mm. is that something you'd want to finish the committee with in camera? Because it's very serious, you know? No, there's nothing serious about it. I'm quiet. Wait, look, listen, listen. Cancel, cancel. Today, they have the leader of this nation, Nanaro Dankwe Kufuado. The IGP can talk to the uh, President Kufuado, can't he? And if there are issues for discussion, so that maybe the opposition might pipe down on a matter for reasons of security, can't the IGP call a pre uh, a former President Mahama and say, hello, or what is wrong with that? You see, don't, don't, oh, let us not, please, there, there is the context. It the context anything. matters. You see, the context defines, oh, cancel. defines you know, the, 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 the nature of what he put out there. The context. The context. If, if it's having normal conversations, how would we know? No problem. But you see, there is a context. Here is a man who wants to replace an IGP. And one of the reasons is that he's constantly talking to the opposition leader, former president. Yes. That, 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 that is not something that is too good for the ears of Buri Nabu. It means that when he, when he uttered these words, right, there were certain motives. So when he says, oh, as a security couple, you know, there's nothing wrong if he says somebody talks to another. Yes, ordinarily there's nothing wrong. But the context within which these words were said is problematic. And I'm, 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 
ask him if he has any evidence. Yes, he says he has intel. He said he won't share it. He said it. I asked whether, but he hasn't answered the, 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 the second bit of my question, whether he would want to do that in camera. No, Mr. Chairman. You wouldn't want to share it? No, Mr. Chairman. So we cannot properly evaluate what way to attach to Mr. evidence. But if I had not done that, there would be gaps. There would be gaps. Exactly. But if I had not concluded on this note on this one, how would you know, fill in the gaps? Commissioner, do you have any regrets? about the leakage, everything you said in that audio, do you have any regrets? I want to understand the question. Are you asking me whether I have any regret about meeting Bukri Nabu? <coughs> that is different from having any regret about the leakage as if I caused the leakage. No. No. So you're saying so. Nice. Please, can you, I mean, shoot the question again? Maybe yes. it's lost on him here. Yes. You see, Commissioner, you were engaged in a conversation with a friend, someone you trusted. Now, you asked, you, you are captured as having said in it so many things. We don't want to go into that. I'm saying that as a commissioner of police, do you have any regrets that these things are in the public domain and Commissioner Mercer's name is being mentioned left, right, center. Do you have any regrets at all? The chairman must be frank. Yes, because I thought I was speaking to a well-respected, confidential friend. I didn't know that I was just speaking to such a person. Thank you. All right. Concepts. Yes. Now, this is the final question for the day. And then we'll, we'll see how it goes. Commissioner, since you've laid the foundation that the tape is incomplete, Do you have the complete tape? 
Mr. Chairman, my intel suggests that what was used to tape the conversation was done by the current IGP. He sent some people to do it, and after which he went for it. So the tape from my intel is with the IGP, and he caused it to be leaked. So if this committee wants the tape, the right person to call before this committee is the Inspector General of Police. Commissioner, with the greatest of respect, did you verify what your intel told you, or this is a hearsay? Did you have the ocular proof from what your intel told you? Or this is something that you just believe it could be true? This is not something that I just believe to be true. But, Mr. Chairman, I wouldn't want to say it here. But I can tell you in confidence. I can tell the committee in confidence. But not here. In camera, okay. Yes, Mr. Chairman. All right. Um, I'm sure you are, you are fully persuaded that... Um, there are a lot of outstanding matters. Yes. And because of that, um, um, expect us to call you back. We we'll crave your indulgence for the sake of what is going on that you don't travel. I mean, in the, in the immediate future, so that we'll be able to have the benefit of um, your presence. Okay. So for now, you are released. And uh, in good time, you hear from us. But I have to uh, um, make a very strong apology to my brother, Superintendent Asari. <laughs> yes, I have to I have to apologize because as if you are virtually being detained, but that is not our intention. Two people were very verbose on the committee. The first who was very verbose is a. Uh, um, uh, no, it's not the council, it's, it's a commissioner. And the second person who was very verbose is the vice. <laughs> These two people. Oh, two lawyers. Oh, I mean, I've been listening to you people. Two lawyers who are so verbose, and because of their verbosity, uh, they're taking all the time. I apologize. Uh, I needed to contain them sometimes, the two of them. So please, Monday is when you have your day. And uh, I'm craving indulgence that Monday come. If it is possible for you to receive anything you need to aid your interrogation on Monday, the Secretariat is around to, I mean, I give you the aid. Inclu if we can even give you the proceedings and the rest of it. But the proceedings so far, whatever you need to know so that you and council will be very ready for Monday at 10 o'clock in the forenoon be able to, I mean, do what is needful. I have to thank you for coming and also your stamina. I really appreciate your stamina. So, council, 
uh, we have all your details, all the lawyers, and uh, you have your do, uh, surrender all your phone uh, details, your emails, and read over to the secretary because we wouldn't now have to use the minister for interior to invite you. Right now, you are with us, uh, and therefore, you've not been discharged, you've just been released for today, so we'll be able to call you personally and deal with matters. All the details of the members of the committee to our secretariat. So we thank you for coming. You want to say something? Yes, uh, Mr. Chairman, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity. But when you said we shouldn't travel, I, I don't think, I think you are talking about outside the country. Yes, sir. Yeah, because yes, sir. As I said, I'll be trying to, I'll be traveling to. My hometown, Bepaya, yes. Oh, you can. Yes, yes, okay. You see, I'm saying that, uh, like, you going to have a vacation, I mean, in, uh, is it Dubai? He says he's going to Bepaya. No, 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 I'm, I'm saying that the, the travel, I meant, like, leaving the jurisdiction. Aha, uh -huh. maybe, maybe there's an assignment that will take you three weeks, uh, but even that, you have to notify us. It's not because of anything, so that we'll be able to have the scheduling properly done. So, um, you are distracted. That's all I can say for now. Yes. Thank and you, Mr. Chairman. I have to also thank the lawyers, I mean, for the time. And I, I will tell you that uh, either you bring your own park lunches or we can give you lunch. It's the same meal we eat, we can give it so that it shouldn't be as if uh, we have had a long day and we are being stuffed. Yes. That's man, we are grateful. Sure. We will take the chance to take part of our taxes. <laughs> so, the formal proceedings have come to a close, and we have adjourned proceedings to Monday, 10 o'clock in the forum. So, please, you can leave this chamber because formal proceedings have come to a close. You can leave the chamber. How things wrapped up in Parliament this afternoon. Uh, today, the ad hoc committee interrogating COP Alex Mensah has been seeking verification to comments he made before the committee yesterday. Today, the Commissioner of Police continued his onslaught on the leadership capacity of George Akufu Dampare, describing him as the worst Inspector General of Police in Ghana. He further accused IGP of shutting the mouths of every police officer, including the Public Affairs Department of the service. And contrary to speculation that COP Alex Mensa on his own um, w w w visited the key witness, Bugri Nabu, he actually said he was invited, having got the impression that Bugri Nabu was scouting for a new IGP. This and more uh, has been revealed in this afternoon's interrogation. Uh, hello and good afternoon. Welcome to The Pulse. Uh, we've been watching with you as this uh, drama has been unfolding in Parliament. Let's do some analysis of it. Security analyst Adam Bonner joins us uh, via Zoom. Uh, Mr. Bonner, I know you've had yet another eventful afternoon watching um, events transpire 
in this ad hoc committee sitting. Tell us your preliminary thoughts. I, well, I will my uh, initial thoughts, I will tell you that uh, today has been very eventful and uh, you can see the testimony of uh, COP uh, Alex Benson flip-flopping. And if you ask me, I would say his counsel didn't do a good job uh, because when they gave them the break to go and, you know, underline what he agrees to and what he doesn't agree to, it looks like they went and he attempted to uh, bring his own transcription, you know, of the audio, which was, uh, you know, somehow rejected. Uh, you had him, you know, somehow say he's not a member of the MPP, uh, but seemed to have suggested when they led him to uh, a certain line of questions, if uh, that would be true, that uh, the IGP is a sympathizer of the NDC, he says yes. Then I said, okay, then they told him that if that is the case, then you are a member of the IG, a member of the MPP. I think he did. He just needed to accept that that is the case. And you can see a lot of inconsistencies, uh, things he said yesterday. Somehow today he seemed to have forgotten. He, he actually answered yes to these things. But today he said no, he didn't. And when they told him that you swore an oath yesterday, and you had Atacha uh, beginning to warn him to be very careful because the angle he's moving to is criminal. If he's cited for perjury, that would move this particular issue to another realm. Over there, I think a bit of panic setting, so he needed to sit up together with his counsel and try to be forthright with the committee. And so as far as I'm concerned, uh, I think that uh, today, very eventful, and uh, I must admit, the questions that were put to him, you, you can see uh, he just couldn't answer them the way one was expecting, and it's good it is. Uh, it was televised so that uh, the general, the discerning general public would, would deduce, you know, deduct from whatever he's saying. I just think that today's own the interrogation uh, they pin him down to most of the things which he ended up agreeing. And the CI, uh, you know, 76, 80, you know, section 80, 83 or so, somewhere over there, uh, it's a major offense to be seen publicly in, to be, you know, embroiled in, uh, you know, a political controversy. And he, he seemed to have said, you know, he, he admitted. And so this is how serious this whole tape is ending up becoming. Mm. Uh, is, is, this is how serious it's becoming. And uh, I just think that his counsel could have done a bit better uh, by guiding him. But unfortunately, he was led into admitting to almost all the things which, well, these things are caught on tape, which he admitted to, uh, Koyo. Now, just to clarify, uh, regarding the question of um, uh, engaging in uh, politically controversial activities. He actually uh, responded by saying um, uh, politically controversial activities are subject to interpretation and that he didn't believe that his actions were uh, met that interpretation. But another thing I yes. observed today, 
uh, was that all the way through since yesterday, uh, this particular witness has insisted that the IGP is the worst IGP ever. La- yesterday he said the IGP is not correct. Today he said he's the worst IGP in Ghana. But he was yet to present any particular reason in terms of the technical work of being an IGP. Everything he has said so far as an explanation of why he felt um, that Mr. Dam- uh, Dr. Dampare was the worst IGP was a political reason. Uh, what do you make of that? Right. Very unfortunate. Very, 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 very unfortunate. This, uh, this disgraced uh, COP, unfortunately, uh, this thing that has come up, for me, is a big disgrace to him and probably all, uh, all senior police officers and security uh, officers in this country. Because then uh, the guy who is supposed to be superintending over our elections is claiming to be affiliating to a political party and alleging that he is a member of uh, a political party and comes to say the person is not correct. And yet, in one breath, he says that he's been lobbying to be the IGP since 2017. Mm. And somehow, I've been caught some, you know, well, let me, he, he actually indicted the IGPs before 2016 elections. Uh, you know, uh, Al-Hassan, IGP Al-Hassan and Kudala. And when it was put to him, he was very evasive. When he said that uh, appointments are actually uh, done through political lines. And they told him that, uh, so between, you know, Al-Hassan and Kudalo, is he saying everything that was done was political? He was very evasive. And they told him, within two years, you had a jump from Assistant Commissioner of Police uh, ACP to uh, you know commissioner of police and with that one he said he merited it and so when it suits him he agrees so you can see the political angle he told even members of the MPP themselves don't agree with him but unfortunately he was probably so interested in becoming the IGP before he goes on retirement so much so that uh, you know, he decided to do the unthinkable, uh, saying all manner of things that, as they put to him, he could not come clear, apart from saying, the man has destroyed the police. The man is not correct. Then when they asked him, if you say the man has destroyed the police, the man is not correct. And everything you answer today seems to be pointing to a certain political angle. You can see how vindictive, how bitter he is, how, call it, uh, you know, hungry he is, and how peeved he is. They asked him, you said the IGP is, is, was born in Chibi, but uh, the father also is from Krobo, and the mother also is from Uti. The last time I checked, Ghana is a unitary state. It doesn't matter me. I'm from DBI. It's in the Upper West region. But I grew up in Tema. It doesn't matter where you were born. Once you are qualified, you will be appointed. The Minister of Interior is from the Upper West, from London. The Minister of Roads is from the Eastern Region. And so my point is that when you are qualified and a political head wants to appoint you, 
they would appoint you. But you can see everything he did was pushing the political angle to get him become IGP. And he crowned it by saying, once I am appointed, I would help break the eight. Very unfortunate. Sweeping statements, comments, and he admitted to most of these things, you know, under oath. And so, Kojo, as far as I'm concerned, uh, this will not pass for the ordinary gossip uh, officers would undertake uh, before, you know, they, you have to lobby to get the job. But to go to this extent of trying to say, give it to me, and predicting things that will happen, and they ask him, I want to work on. You were the director general of the Ghana, you know, police operations, Ghana police service. He said, yes. Then they asked him, were you involved in that elections? He said, no. But he was part of the thinkers, strategic thinkers. And so you see, when it suits him, he says yes. When it doesn't suit him, he says no. He begins to give reasons. And so I think that uh, he accepted or he admitted. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not a police officer. But he said... The police is divided sharply into two, NDC police officers or MPP police officers and NDC police officers. So my point is that, uh, I mean, I don't know, because I know Kudalo actually uh, transitioned uh, Nana Akufuado, President Nana Akufuado from a flag bearer to the president of the republic in 2025 with the largest votes in our history since 1992, almost one million. And so you can see how bitter, uh, you know, how angry, and, you know, he seemed that something is, you know, something that he, it is his right, it has not been given to him, because everything is said. I'm sure right thinking, when you go, when you monitor, you know, the comments from social media, you know that we have a discerning uh, Ghanaians who are reading in between the lines and, uh, you know, some political commentators who have spoken to me today, in fact, on the side of MPP, feel disgusted about the things they heard him say today. And so for me, I think that this is not very good for a senior citizen like him. This is not very good for someone who spends 31 years or so in the Ghana police service. And so what he didn't have any business to do in the police service. I think he should have actually resigned long ago to probably contest for uh, an election at the regional level, national level, or, or maybe be an MP because uh, even with this, such a person can he? Can you imagine if Nana Akufuado uh, thinks like him? Then I'll tell you that there will never be any development in my area because the, M the MP from my area is an NDC uh, MP. Where I, you know, where I reside in Accra, it's also an NDC MP. It means that we would only develop this country on party lines, which I think is very unfortunate. It doesn't talk well for 2024 elections. Mm. If what he's saying is anything to go by, we know Gabon has happened. And Gabon, it is security officials who, uh, you know, superintended over the elections. And when things became chaotic, they, you know, took over the administration of the state and actually have put the Ali Bongo, you know, uh, under some form of detention. So we need to be very wary of some characters in the service, because if we are not careful and they throw this country into chaos, quickly they would metamorphose into leaders and say, well, the politicians have done ABCD. Maybe if this state didn't come out, 2024, 
We don't know what would have happened. And so, Kodio, yeah. I have to be honest with you, I am disgusted uh, listening to this senior, uh, you know, citizen and a senior police officer speaking, uh, saying all these things. Somebody is not correct. You, you are correct, yet you are so political when your uh, service regulation requires you to stay away from these things. Stay away. You can vote for NDC MPP, but stay away from them. And you clearly said, well, uh, he said that is an interpretation. I mean, anyway, so could you... Yeah, uh, yesterday, um, yesterday there was a, there was a conversation between my colleague Emefapo and a former CID boss who actually said, "Look, in the midst of all this, let's not completely gloss over everything that is said by this witness. Uh, COP Mensa might be, in some ways, exposing rot in the police service. I mean, putting aside the aspects of his." testimony that you found distasteful. Do you see a possibility that um, he's actually revealing some uh, problems that need to be resolved in the police service? Well, I would have wished that he would tell us that maybe uh, the general public police should have given us some pointers, some pointers that uh, the Ghana Police Service are aiding criminals to steal from us. You know what, Koyo? Uh, listen, for me, as a citizen and a tax-paying citizen of this country, what I expect the Ghana Police to do is to fight criminals. Whatever it takes, even if it is four or five of them, who will make sure when I sleep, I sleep. That is what I am interested in. And so as far as I'm concerned, when, you, when, when I hear there might be some rot. Uh, well, like I'm saying, uh, if they are rot, you should have told us that, you see, officers who are sent on duty then go. Citizens, you see, when you tell me that crime levels are rising because when officers are sent, they don't go, I can connect as a citizen because I'm not a police officer. I will know. When you tell me that uh, these days people are jumping traffic like left and right, People are putting their sirens and hazard lights on and going, and nobody is mining them. Police officers are doing what they are. They don't care. Then I would be able to. I tell you what, me, a week ago, I was arrested by the police, just around airport. I was arrested by, uh, you know, one of the constables on the motor. He followed me because there was a car nearly ran into me at the traffic light, and I moved. But once I moved, I know the new police we have. They will follow you. So I packed. When he came, he, he dealt with me. He doesn't matter. I saw mine, as I, you can see. When they asked him about, what's the name? Uh, political party people, our, uh, they are arresting our party people. He said, yes. Then they asked him, are you aware Sosu was arrested? He only remembered when Sosu, uh, there was a demonstration and they were looking for him and there was a warrant for his arrest. But he forgot that Sosu was taken to court. Stiga, what do you call it, the minister, the deputy minister of, uh, what's the name, trade, was taken to court. Uh, the Sukparo, one of the Sisala MPs, was also taken to court on the, on, on, on the side of the NDC. Today, when you go into town, which some of us appreciate so much, Okada riders are stopping at traffic lights. It doesn't matter if you drive the best Grand Cruiser or the best car in town, you must obey because the smallest police officer the lowest ranked police officer would arrest you and take you and make sure you are prosecuted. This is not the Ghana we want when it comes to law enforcement. So mine is that I'm not discounting 
there will be errors. And what I am saying is that he should have given us some headers, some pointers. Like, you know what? Mm. Uh, this is happening here. That is happening. But everything he has said seems to be connected to politics. Well, he, did give, he did give one particular um, instance, uh, which is a thing that uh, has come up in the past. Since this particular IGP took over, he has completely stopped the public relations aspect of policing and replaced it with the release of statements and their own TV channel. Rather than uh, granting interviews, providing information, answering the questions of the public they serve, they, the information has now become one way, from the police to the public, as and when they feel that they should speak. Uh, and he, he talked about this in his testimony. How do you assess this? Is this an improvement in police service or, 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 or not? Well, you see, this issue about communication and dealing with the media, some of us have spoken about it, and some of us feel if there is a reason why the police in general is not engaging the media, it is incumbent on GI, what was the name, uh, GJA, and the other, you know, the, those who bring the media houses together to probably have a conversation and let us know why. But the truth is that uh, your media house, have, I mean, Joy News TV have engaged me on this. And I shared my opinion that I think that rather than uh, press releases, it would be good to have some, you know, occasional briefings, if it's weekly, or if there's a major issue, the press is called and there is briefing. That I agree. It's something that we are aware of. As for that, if you ask me, I will tell you that the, the, the media in general uh, has spoken about this. We are all aware of this. But it is not something that I will say that we are not aware of. It's something we are aware of and we, we have asked that there should be an improvement with regards to uh, you know, how the PR section deals with the media. I am aware they have a TV station, uh, which broadcast I have not really tuned in. I don't know which one. I haven't tuned in to know what is going on there. But I'm aware I've seen uh, SF Soviet on social media, but I haven't tuned in, and I'm not sure which, which uh, of the spaces they are. But mine is that it is important for the general public to be informed because then... The media will be able to break this thing down with it, you know, at the smallest, minutest, uh, uh, you know, stage, so that in various languages, these things can be articulated. So it's something that needs to be looked at. But what I'm saying is that that's alone, if you ask me, it's something we know. I would have wanted to know that, uh, like I'm saying, officers, uh, you, you, there was a question they asked about promotions. And it says now uh, the promotions is not based on promotions. It's not, I don't know whether I got it right. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. That promotions are not now based on, uh, you know, are now based on merit or academics. They are not based on something. And I thought that, okay. So this, and he actually says some 82 officers have gone to court. And they asked him, have you ever put uh, challenge something at Pumap? He was, you know, not very, he said, I said it. Can we, and the call, can we go for the minutes? I don't remember, you know, the answers. And mind is that even answers he gave yesterday, today he said it's forgotten. 
He doesn't remember. And they told him, we need to play the tape. So sit up. So mine is that I think he should have been very candid. He looked very confused. He looked very, you know, uh, under pressure. And uh, it didn't help him. He looked very confused. And you, you could see his demeanor that at a point uh, he was helpless. After mm -hmm. they were given the transcribed version of the audio, and they asked him to go and take areas that he thought he yeah. agrees and areas he doesn't agree. Yeah. He, he attempted to change the transcription, and they told him that, no, this is what you said. You, you didn't, what you said was MPP and not NDC. But right. I would want us not to make it MPP, NDC, because uh, it's not supposed to be in the security services. So if there is something that we need to know, which he failed, apart from what you alluded to, the media something. Although it's something that is no secret, we know. Mm. Uh, when we hear of uh, police now arresting everybody, me, like I'm telling you, just last week, they arrested me. Uh, they followed, when once I crossed, I told myself that 10 out of 10, they would chase me. So I didn't go. The moment I crossed, I packed. And when he came, I told him, yes, uh, I, I, I am guilty simpliciter. You know the circumstances. I, I accepted because this time around, you cannot put in a call to some commissioner of police or you can't call anybody once they arrest you. And that is the norm today. You don't know what we want. So yeah. mind is that uh, when I hear there is rot, there is this, uh, you want to know. And you see, change is very difficult. I mean, those of us who know uh, about this, once you try to bring change, uh, a lot of things could come at your way. And I think that uh, if you ask me, with the fact that even Okada drivers, riders are stopping and things are going on, police officers are not sleeping on the job. I mean, I, I went to the police headquarters many years ago before this IG became police uh, IGP. Because they still go and police officers are sitting there playing spa and dummy. And I used to complain to your media, they are playing spa and dummy. Today, if you go there, the last time I, I passed in front, you see officers standing and checking even entrance into the police headquarters when you have to enter the way that you will have to check you so me i tell people i don't have to actually because they will check you and check you and things were not there so change sometimes will you ruffle feathers and so yeah. mine is akujo uh, i think that uh, let's take a lot of the things instead with a pinch of salt and okay. say that we, uh, hopefully next week they'll bring him back let's yeah. listen to i'm sure they'll bring him back again and bring Bukhari Banabu. Mm. and i'm hoping that they'll bring the igp himself to come and tell the general public mm. if you come and address us if you tell Ghanaian, because go on social media Ghanaians say the man is doing well so it is ironic ironic that you have one person saying that hey, the man is not doing well let me ask you this because we only have a couple of minutes to go and I'd love your opinion on this uh, particular part of his testimony. Getting to the end where he said that he believes it was the IGP who actually recorded the meeting and leaked the tape. Your thoughts? Oh, but you know, the, 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 the witness in chief is Bugri Nabu. The witness in chief is Bugri Nabu. has already come to tell us that he went to Accra Mall. I'm sure you monitored it, Kujo. He said, I went to Accra Mall and bought a tape recorder, gave it to my boys or somebody to do the recording for me. Here we are. Like I said, I think he is so bent on, maybe the IGP, excuse me to say, ever chase the girl 
chase this girl because even when Bugri Nabu, who is purported, who is not even alleged, Bugri Nabu now says, I recorded it. It is my voice. And named the people who in the audio came out to say, I recorded it. Yesterday, when they asked the uh, COP uh, Mensah, what he said was that this was done by Bugri um, Nabu and passed on to the president. Hey, his metamuse, you know, changed the post and said, uh, and the IGP did it. So you can mm. see the, the, the trend of events. Yeah. It comes to the IGP would have to be the center. Even yeah. when the, 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 the guy who did the recording says, I did it. So you bring the IGP. Mm. Uh, um, unless I, you can show. Yeah, I, I, I've got to cut in at this point. I apologize. Our time is up. But I certainly appreciate your take on that. Um, Adam Bonar is a security analyst. Uh, thank you so much for your time with us. All right, this is The Pulse. We've got more running stories coming your way after these messages. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Whoa. <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, smile. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down that smile more? <laughs> Gastro, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written approved by the F. In partnership with National Theatre and Joy FM, Roverman Productions presents Naked in Bed, an original Abel White play. Your mother said you are calling off the wedding. Well, my dress is ready and I must wear it. Drinks have been bought and I must drink it. Big men are coming and I must grab one. Where? I caught him in bed with my friend Mercedes. Jesus! No! She said Mercedes, not Jesus. Venue, National Theatre. Date, September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 8th, 9th and 10th. 
time. One show on Fridays at 7 p.m. Two shows on Saturdays at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Three shows on Sundays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Rates 150 Ghana cities. For tickets, dial star 365 star 535 hash. WhatsApp 050-554-6010 or visit all usual outlets. Sponsors, GCB Bank, Gino Tomato Mix, Ebony Condoms and M Notify. Roverman Production, be the day. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan African Bank. Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Suga and I am your host. Artificial intelligence, creativity and sustainability. Join this year's Africa Rising Six, brought to you by the International Advertising Association IAA at the Kempinski Hotel Gold Coast City as we uncover the power of building future-ready brands on 5th and 6th September. Speaker Sasan Saidi, World Chairman and President, International Advertising Association, Andrew Techiapia, Co-Founder and MD, ZPay, Letepu Machaba, Independent Business Leader, Former Vice President of Home Care, Unilever, Ivan Moroki, CEO Kanta South Africa, Guy Parker, Chief Executive, Advertising Standards Authority, United Kingdom, Steve Papaiko, CEO, Extreme Ideas, Sami Awuku, Director General, National Lottery Authority, and many more. This conference is sponsored by Margins Group, ZPay, Google, MTN, Goyle and NLA, Media Partners, CNN, Media General, The Multimedia Group, 
Geographic Communication Group, City TV and City 97.3 FM. Register now at www.africarising.iaaglobal.org for more information or contact Nanajwa on 0242-528-431 or the AAG Secretariat 0244-440477. Now, the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission, PURC, has appealed to Ghanaians to collectively fight against Galamsey to purge the country's water bodies. According to the Commission, illegal mining activities are contributing uh, to the recent increase in water tariffs. Executive Secretary of the Commission, Dr. Ishmael Aka, at a tariff education forum for tertiary students in Ho said uh, the Ghana Water Company is now compelled to use expensive chemicals to treat water from heavily polluted rivers uh, for public consumption. Okay, so uh, when it comes to uh, the water tariff especially, uh, we look at about four factors. The ocean rate, the cost of electricity, inflation, and the cost of chemical. Now, before Galamsey became a big issue, Ghana Water was using a chemical called alum for them to treat the water before they serve customers. Now, because of the nature of water we have now, some places when you go to the Pra and Cobra and other places, they are almost treating mud instead of water. Now, that means that even when you want to use the alum, you have to use about five times alum before Galamsey. Now, they are moving towards what we call polymer. That is the chemical they are using now. And that is two and a half times more expensive than alum. So the implication is that Galamse is making the cost of treating water very expensive. And unfortunately, consumers are paying for that. So I also admonish all of us to help fight against Galamse so that we don't bear some of these costs which we shouldn't have bear. The Right to Information Commission says applicants whose requests for information were not granted by state institutions even after petitioning the commission to report such institutions to, uh, uh, to the commission. Speaking at the launch of this year's Right to Information Month, Deputy Chairperson of the Commission, Elizabeth Asare, said the commission will now demand state institutions to furnish them with copies 
of documents demanded by applicants. There is more in this report filed by Prince Kwame Kudoga. The Right to Information Commission was established by the RTI Act 989 to promote transparency and accountability and to also empower people to access information on central and local government as well as non-governmental organizations which are publicly funded. The RTI Information Month aims to create awareness of the operations of the Commission and to provide platforms for meaningful input to the implementation of the law. Elizabeth Asare is the deputy chairperson of the board of the RTI Commission. Two years ago, the Right to Information Commission instituted an annual Right to Information Week celebration with week-long activities to shed light on Act 989 and increase visibility. The Commission has seen the need to change the week celebration to month to month celebration. The theme for this year's Right to Information month celebration is the importance of the online space to access to information. The objective of the Right to Information month 2023 is to sustain the awareness creation that the Commission has embarked upon and improve the deliberation and improve the deliberative platforms provided for the implementation of the law. She indicated that the Commission will start demanding copies of documents requested by applicants as a way of ensuring institutions adhere to the rulings of the Commission. We instruct or we ask the organization to give you the information. Um, if, if we, when we have leveled penalties against them, they definitely will pay the penalties. If you, who is sourcing the information, does not come back to us to tell us that you still haven't gotten the information, there's no way we will know. So now what we are looking at is ensuring that when we're giving the instru instruction that the information should be given to you, a copy should be given to us, then we will know that you have gotten the information. Most of the time you don't get the information and you don't come back to us because you think you have reported to us, you have levied penalties and you think that nothing is happening. Meanwhile, the head of legal, governance, regulatory and research of the commission, Stephen Owusu, made it known that the commission is in court with the Ghana Police Service and other institutions like Goyal to get a court to order them to pay some administrative penalties for failing to provide information to institutions as demanded by the commission. We are in court against Ghana Police Service to uh, get a court to order them The month-long celebration of the right to information is on the theme 
the importance of the online space for access to information. Prince Kwame Kudigas reports read to you. Now, you may have missed this show since uh, it took a break sometime back in June. But everybody's excited about its return with a brand new host. I'm talking about the Geek Squad, everybody's favorite tech update, which came to us once every week on Tuesday nights on Joy FM. Well, they're back, and their brand new host, Pep Brichum, has quite a story about how she found herself at the helm of everybody's favorite tech show. She joins us right now in the studio, uh, just so you can get to meet her before her big debut on Tuesday. Pep, it's nice to see you. Hi, Koju. Mm. So, you, indeed, it's our pleasure. You have quite a unique story. You know, you found your way to the Geek Squad. Uh, quite interesting origins. Do you want to walk us through it? Yes, I would like to do that. Growing up, I had older cousins who would often tell me stories about their school. And one of them, very pivotal in my life when it came to my program of study, mm. is Sam. He kept encouraging me to do something related to engineering. One thing was very clear to me that I didn't like the sense of drugs. So being a pharmacist or being a doctor, I couldn't stand the sight of blood either. Mm. When we'd be in class and people would say, oh, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a doctor any other thing but not that for me engineering yes because i like sciences and maths and because of that once he gave me that encouragement i found myself just gearing towards that after school doing some things about communication and then my engineering combining that together this squad became just mm. the place to learn from those who were doing it and also to come and be a representative for other women in the field Mm. Now, this is the new revamped Geek Squad with you at the helm. Uh, now, not everybody is tech savvy, but the thing about the Geek Squad is that you're able to break down what should be a complicated you know, topic in, into easily consumable and understandable uh, information. Uh, tell us, how do you intend to do that? What tools are you planning to use uh, on the new Geek Squad to keep us all uh, you know, following the plot, even though we might not be naturally gifted as such. You are very right when you say that. It is called the Geek Squad, but people shouldn't think it's just about geeks coming on there. We want to make technology something that people can easily relate with. We are using it all around us. Our phones, our televisions, our laptops. But then people sometimes think the brains behind it is for certain groups of people. But no. We want to break things down using sometimes stories, analogies, visual aids, examples around us so that people can relate well with it. And just know that it's not as difficult as some people may make it seem, but we can all learn. Yeah. This is obviously something you love. You do it for a living. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so for you, you are right at home. But, uh, of course, you have to invite people into your home now, you know. And uh, the, some of the best ways to, to help technology really resonate is through collaboration. So what is the plan? Do you intend to work with you know, uh, others on your show to uh, bring these concepts to life? Definitely, definitely. There are so many people in the industry that are doing so well. And for me, being a female, it's one of the things that I plan to even do to get those mm. females also in the industry on board so that we don't just come and have a show where it's male-dominated. 
Yeah, mm. some people will say men run the world, but mm. women are also saying that they are doing amazing things now. So we'll just collaborate with these people. They come on, they come and share. Very people who are very knowledgeable and come and share with us. Mm. Everybody is going to benefit from it. We want to make it very relatable. We want to break things down for people to understand. If you're even listening with your child, for instance, it will be done in such a way that they can also pick one or two from mm. our discussions. Now, you know, we live in a society that doesn't always embrace change so mm. easily. You mm. know, you go to government offices and some of them still don't accept email as a formal uh, means of communication. So with such a uh, population so set in their ways, how do you intend to turn people on to technology and brand new ways, easier ways sometimes, of doing things? I have worked as an application support specialist before, and sometimes what I found difficult to understand is if I'm trying to make your life easier in a way, why do you resist? Try exactly. <laughs> it was a bit mind-boggling for me, but like mm. you said, some people just find it difficult to adapt to change. But in our world now, technology is everything, and there are so many advantages of it. Can you just imagine you find yourself at a place you don't really have cash on you? But because of technology, now there is mobile money. You can have your bank up. You are able to transact. So all of us must just adapt to what is happening around us. So people shouldn't just be glued to one thing. They should just be ready for the change. It is here with us. And the only thing that we know is constant is change. So we keep saying it's the new and revamped Geek Squad. Mm -hmm. So what is new and what is revamped about it? Will there be any um, changes to the structure of it? Any innovations? Uh, By all in? means. One very obvious thing is the fact that it's a female now mm. who is the host. Is one new thing that we can all see. And another thing is that we want to bring in people from the industry, not just the industry, but people that we can just get them to share knowledge for our listeners to benefit from. We'll be having different interactive sessions. There'll be phone-in sessions now. Mm. We'll be having people also just give us feedback from our social media handles, for instance. They can ask their questions. Just feel free, link up with us, and we are just ready to mm. deliver. Yeah. So the, the first episode is next week, Tuesday. That is so true. Yes. Next week, Tuesday. Just a few fifth, days to go. Mm -hmm, yeah. The 5th of September. And they should just expect the best. Mm. I'm ready for them. I was going to ask you, are you feeling the pressure? Not really. But I think we'll just get through it. Not mm. really. Yes. But we'll mm. get through it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, already, since uh, you know, people, the announcement went out and people realized that you're the new, uh, the new boss... On the Geek Squad, what's the feedback been? You know, it's about shout outs. Mm. I have a whole list waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give you shout outs to all the people who have asked for it, especially mm. my family, mm. my spouse, my husband, Stephen Bridgum. He has just been such a big support. Mm. He's the one who has been encouraging me and his siblings and my siblings, like people around me, and they should just get ready. Yes, mm. but all of them are just playing such a good role. Once the announcements came, even people from church and all that, they've all been supporting me. I'm just very grateful mm, for yeah. what's happening here. You've already given your husband a shout-out, so he's off the list now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've helped you to, uh, to reduce your list. Now, uh, I know that uh, you know, the, the thing about our job is that you get in almost instant feedback. If people like what you do, they tell you immediately on social media. If they don't, they tell you immediately. Are you... Are you worried about negative feedback? Do you have any strategies to deal with that? 
Hey, I'm a Toastmaster. And as a Toastmaster, one of the things that we do is to have meetings. And during these meetings, there is someone who is sitting down to evaluate you, how you went about your delivery. Mm. They'll come and give you feedback right after you have done it. It can be positive, it can be negative. And this is one of the ways that I have built myself in terms of receiving feedback from people. There are constructive feedbacks that can come through. Some may be totally negative that you may not be able to do anything about. But with that said, because I've had this process in place of being a Toastmaster, I believe it's not anything that will be new under the sun. Mm. Should I get to that point? Yeah, you were built for this, mm-hmm. right? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Although everybody expects the feedback to be absolutely positive, uh, already the reactions to your, um, your new role have been so positive. Everybody's looking forward to Tuesday. What's that one message you'd like to leave people with? Uh, to encourage them to join the, the new G- Geek Squad from Tuesday. I just want you to know that we are calling a Geek Squad, but it's not only for geeks. Anyone at all can learn tech. Anyone at all. And there are so many resources around us now on YouTube, on Facebook, so many places we are just able to learn what is happening around us. And it's good that we are well informed because the world is changing. Technology is doing a lot of things. On this show, we are just going to make sure that we bring that news to you, emerging trends, quick tech fixes, and just get ready. We are going to have a very good interactive session, and everybody is going to benefit from it. Mm. Well, that is Pep Breachum. She's a computer engineer. She's a Toastmaster. She hates blood. And she is the new host of the Geek Squad. We can't wait for the first episode next week. We wish you the very best. Thank you so much, Kuju. Thank you for having me. That's our pleasure. And it's been our pleasure to bring you uh, today's edition of uh, The Pulse. Uh, We're glad it's the weekend so we can get some rest. But uh, we're not going anywhere because we'll be back on Monday with even more. In the meantime, all your favorite stories are available on myjoyonline.com. Go check it out. See what's happening around the world. And uh, stay tuned to the Joy News channel for more.